Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. It is time for us, we being John Ashton and Neil. How about them Steelers, Michaels? Which may give you a hint of something coming up. I figured it worked for everybody. So you just take the word Cowboys out and you put Steelers in. But I think most Cowboy fans wouldn't allow that to go that way. And the Steeler fans probably don't want to use the Cowboys slogan. But, you know, you write to me and complain if you want to. (laughs) Neil at the approach shot. That's right. (laughs) And we are the approach shot. We forgot to mention that. Oh, I figured people figured that out when they clicked on the little button and stuff. Hey, um, interesting. I was looking back over some of our uh, past shows, yes. and I noticed, speaking of the how about them, we've had Cowboys, mm-hmm. Indians, well, mm-hmm. Redskins, Eagles, Seahawks. Mm-hmm. We've had a, a number of really great players from some really great teams, 49ers. Mm-hmm. We've never had a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers on our show. Whoa, we, 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 we need to rectify that like we, immediately. I think, I think we need to change that. I think we need to change that as soon as possible. Yeah. I okay. Agree. We can do that. And, and uh, just, you know, saying this ahead of time, happy father's day. It's uh, in and around when this show comes out. So I just wanted to say that to you mm-hmm. ahead of time, because I know you and I both are grandpas and fathers and means a lot to us. I hope it means mm-hmm. a lot to a lot of the people listening. It certainly will. And um we are going to be celebrating. Uh, can I just real quick, just give a shout out to an organization here in town that we're working with. It's of course three AGA, the African American amateur golf association. Oh, cool. And they are doing a thing. They have a, a tournament at nine o'clock father's day morning at shiny golf course here in Louisville. And then at one they're doing a father figure outing. Oh, what a great idea. Dads, uncles, grandpas, next door neighbors, whoever. Guys with a kid broken down into three categories, uh, under 11, under 17, and over 17. And they're playing nine holes of golf together. I think that is fantastic. So many people in in this world are father figures when either fathers are out of the picture or they just are, you know, the kind of people who are on the road all the time. And and that's just fantastic. I love that. So, uh, in fact, uh, we're doing uh, those weekend golf guys local show in Louisville. We're doing it live from that uh, location 
on Father's Day. So well, uh, hit it, hit it out of the park that day, my friend. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. We've got a great guest, and we have really quickly we've gone out and gotten a Steeler. Yeah, we did, just like that. Coming back, leave on right after this. Don't you move. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Now that it's warmer, as the shopper and part-time cook in my family, I'm looking to spend less time grocery shopping and cooking. That's why I'm so glad I found Factor. With Factor, I don't have to meal plan or prep, and I can still eat well. Factor delivers chef-crafted meals to your doorstep, eliminating the hassle of grocery shopping and meal prep, not to mention cleanup. Each Factor meal arrives pre-prepared and ready to eat in just two minutes. These are fresh, never-frozen prepared meals that are so delicious you won't believe they're actually good for you. This week, my wife had the pork tenderloin and cheesy cabbage, and I had the loaded bacon and spinach chicken. Yes, they are as mouth-watering as they sound. Change your eating habits today. Head to go.factor75.com approach120 and use code approach120 to get $120 off. That's code APPROACH120 at go.factor75.com slash APPROACH120 for $120 off. And we are back to the Approach Shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels, Levon Kirkland, our guest. Hey, Pittsburgh Steeler, we went out and found a real one. Just like that. Levon, we were were just saying that we had not had a Steeler on the show. We've done almost close to 100 shows now, and we've had guys from all kinds of teams. And and technically, because you played for the Seahawks and the Eagles – We've mm-hmm. had those guys on, but we've never had anybody from the Steel City. Wow, that is really amazing that you haven't had one, especially with your call name being How About Them Steelers? Yeah, well, I put that up there for you, my friend. I put that up there, you know, to let you know that even though I'm a Cowboy fan, I got respect for, for the Steelers. Right, never right, had anybody, right, right. No matter what you know what, thank on. you so much for making me the first guest. I really do appreciate it. How you guys doing? We're great. And Levon, I do this to be at the beginning of every because you know people go Levon Kirkland. Wow, I know him. He was he was a beast and the man in the middle and the monster in the middle and all that. But mm-hmm. technically, <clears throat> here is the Neil Michaels version of your bio: eleven years as a linebacker in the NFL, nine of course with the Steelers, a two-time Pro Bowler, NFL's nineteen ninety All Decade Team. A consensus All-American in 1991, his senior year at Clemson. 2001, you were inducted into the Clemson Hall of Fame. And then because the entire state of South Carolina thought, well, that's not enough, you were inducted into the South Carolina Athletic Hall of Fame in 2008. And you still live in South Carolina. So, LaVon Kirkland, it is our pleasure to have you on the show today. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. But you did miss out two other ones. I am also in the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame. There are two different ones. And I'm also in the Ring of Honor at Clemson University, which is the highest honor for a student athlete at Clemson. So my name is actually on the stadium. We're not talking about a small college that only graduates a handful of football people. This is Clemson. Right. I mean, wow. (laughs) One of the best programs in the country. Absolutely. And, (laughs) And having lived in the Atlanta area for 10 years and having hated UGA with a passion. (laughs) The arguments over whether Clemson was better than Georgia or Clemson was better than Alabama got answered in a number of national championships games, didn't it? Oh, it really did. I I think that a lot of people took Clemson for granted. They look at the ACC and say, hey, ACC is not really that tough. 
if Clemson is running through the ACC, we want to see what they do against a real competition. And we beat their best. We beat Alabama yeah. twice. And the last time we played them, I think it was like 44 to 16. So We're not close. That's right. Yeah, it wasn't close. So Clemson is a formidable program. No question about it. If you think they're not good, I mean, I bet you won't schedule us. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm in Lamar. I'm, I'm in Louisville. Okay. And and during the, the time of, of Teddy and Lamar being the quarterback of the football teams and just getting into the ACC, mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, no problem. We can beat anybody but Clemson. Damn. Oh, <laughs> we got to play Clemson. And you know? Teddy and Teddy and Lamar, I mean, they're two great quarterbacks. So yeah. there, were, yeah. there were some good games. It, it was one game they played at Clemson at night, and I think you guys came like two yards shy for getting yeah. the first down. Yep. That that was the year we went on and won the national championship. Louisville, man, they gave us some fits. They really did. Yep. Yeah, it was fun to watch. And when Clemson comes to town, man, I tell you, the Clemson fans are probably the most polite, wonderful football fans in right. the world to travel. I mean, they're, they're great with a with a burgeoning rivalry like we had that, you know, everybody would be put it. No, nah, there was just Southern hospitality. Yeah, we got the Southern charm going yeah, on. Yeah, that's it. Really <laughs> Clemson, yes. And Not only he, the first Steeler, Neil, but also isn't he the first uh, guest we've ever had that tackled Troy Aikman? He is the first. Uh, it's surprising, knowing that I'm a Cowboy fan, that considering what you did in the Super Bowl against the Cowboys, that we're that we're even talking. <laughs> you made my life and anybody who is a fan of the the Blue Star. Right. You gave us a black eye and made that day a living hell. It was such an honor to be in the Super Bowl, and the Cowboys were. I mean, it's such a great team. All week long, we were, you know, I'm thinking about, man, we can make a splash. We win this game. We can really make a splash. I really focus on Emmett Smith and having a good game against Emmett because he was the measuring stick. Mm-hmm. The offensive line was the measuring stick. If we could stop these guys, they would say a lot for us. We didn't win the game, but I thought we came very close. You know, two interceptions, it pretty much hurt us the whole yeah. that game. But, um, you know, I, I can look in the mirror and say, you know, you did the best you possibly could do. <laughs> I think Emmett probably wakes up still dreaming of you coming at him because you had 10 <laughs> tackles that day and held that yeah. Cowboy rushing game to 56 yards yes. in the Super Bowl. And Aikman was the one who had to end up winning the game for him, which is not the way the Cowboys game plan was drawn up. But I, I have to tell you, one of the touchdowns that Emmett got, he didn't get. He didn't get it. He was down. But he kind of reached over the pylon, but he his knees were down. In today's game, they would have said no touchdown. I'm not saying they wouldn't have scored, mm-hmm. but in that play, he didn't score, and we were we were really hot because we were we were in a rhythm where we were really stopping these guys. As a complete blind faith Cowboy fan, got to disagree. It may have been Levon, you were there. It may have been, but as a Cowboy fan, mm, now he's. <laughs> I, I got to say that, right? Heck of a game, man. I just wish we would have won. You know, getting the Super Bowl ring would have been great. You know, just that close. And the thing you, you don't realize is that you may never go back. And I never mm-hmm. went back. I know it's frustrating to lose in general, LeVon, but when you play that good a game, mm-hmm. especially statistically, I mean, you should have won. Right. How how much more frustrating is it to know that you didn't, even though you guys did everything, you did your jobs almost perfectly? Yeah, it was tough. It really was. You know, we started off that year three and four. I remember Coach Coward saying, forget about the season. We, we went on a bye. He said, forget about that season. We're starting over. And so we were really referred to our record is, you know, like it was one and oh, 
two and zero. We won a game in Chicago in overtime, and we end up pretty much going undefeated. We lost one more game. That team was special because we we didn't. I don't think that was the most talented team we had, but we were pretty good. We were real good. And in the Super Bowl, after I sat Troy Aikman, I'm thinking to myself, we're going to win the Super Bowl. We're going to win. <laughs> and then even more so, I got into like, man, if we win the Super Bowl, I might get the MVP. <laughs> Soon after that, Neil throws the interception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much in the game for us. Yeah. So we're only down by three. We had the momentum, and yeah. I, I thought we were going to do it. Yeah. Wow. Mm. You know, what's interesting about the way you played the game, there are only so many players that come along in a generation or in, in a decade that change the way an entire position is played. You played at 275 to 300, mm-hmm. and yet you ran a 429. I'm sorry, a 492, yeah. 492, 40. That doesn't happen, my friend. I mean, there aren't guys who are big and fast. There are guys who are fast and guys who are big. You changed the position of linebacker. Did that occur to you as you were playing? It really did not occur to me, but I knew that I was different than a lot of linebackers. I, I you know, I, I would get reminded every every time we play a game, Guys would come up to me. It's like it's just not fair. <laughs> yeah. You're that big. You can move that well. But I always credit that for being in from a small school and a small town, and you had to play everything. So yeah. you know, football wasn't the only thing I did. I ran track, and I also played basketball. It was a lot of movement, and I think mm-hmm. those being a multiple sport athlete really helped me out a lot and then you know i was at outside linebacker at clemson and then they moved me inside and you know they just really felt like man with your size how you can move you make a really you make a better inside linebacker at first i wasn't really digging it (laughs) because (laughs) i played outside i was all american outside i thought i was an outside backer but as i got used to the position i really felt like you know what this could be a, a good niche for me. And they like the fact that I can cover and run downfield. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, as it turned out, it, it was a good niche for you. It was man. a great, it was a great, great. Um, it was a great thing for me. Yeah. I really appreciate it. But yeah, I end up loving the position. I wish I would have played it all the time, but it just, that's how God works it out. And it just worked out for me. It really it did. did. But I never thought, you know, Changing, changing the way the position is played. I didn't think that, but I knew I was different. I knew I was unique because I heard about it almost every day. We've got uh, more more stories to prove just how unique LeVon Kirkland is to come right back. We are the approach shot. Hang with us. We're going to take a quick break. It's summer and the heat wave is here. And so is sweating and sticking and chafing. Beat the heat and have a frostier summer in brand new Tommy John underwear. Because when you wear Tommy John, you're that much cooler, so you can do everything better. Cutting the grass could only take you 10 minutes. You could get your first hole-in-one. With dozens of comfort innovations, Tommy John will keep you looking and feeling cool all season long. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics, like me. I love my Tommy Johns, especially when out camping or on the golf course. 
And Tommy John doesn't just make you feel cooler, you actually are cooler. Stay up to seven degrees cooler than cotton in Tommy John's Apollo underwear. Shop TommyJohn.com slash approach right now for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off right now at TommyJohn.com slash approach. TommyJohn.com slash approach. See site for details. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, 800-590-0443. And thanks for hanging. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. LeVon Kirkland is our guest. We are the Approach Shop Podcast. And and I want to tell you a quick story. I have a very good friend. His name is Brendan Sweeney. And his uh, his daughter went to Clemson. Okay. and, And she graduated last year. Oh, awesome. So he was going to have a big celebratory dinner after graduation. So he called, I don't know, one of the nicer restaurants in Clemson to make a reservation. And they said, what's the name? He said, Sweeney. <laughs> and boy, were they treated to a big time when they showed up because they never asked him his first name. Right. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> they, they just assumed it was coach showing up for dinner. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't. I'm surprised they didn't close the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what kind of, I mean, really in South Carolina, he has that kind of pull, but especially yeah. in Clemson. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised they didn't shut it off and everybody else, whether you ordered or not, you have to get out. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney is coming. So That's right. As a guy who lived in, in Atlanta, I had to, and I'll use the words put up with, the old ball coach who coached in at University of Florida before he left there. Everybody thought he was going to retire. And then he coached at USC. Right. He never quite got that same kind of traction at USC, but he did beat Georgia two or three times. He actually coached pretty well. They were pretty good. You can't call them USC because oh, is that right? that's the University of Southern California. South Carolina. There you go. You're giving them too much respect. Spoken like a Clemson man. We can't have that. That's funny. All right. John mentioned something about your speed a little bit ago and um, and how you we were talking about how you sort of changed the position. So interesting, as I look at your stats, you had 19 and a half sacks during your career, 16 forced fumbles, which is understandable for a linebacker. Right. But you had 11 interceptions, including four one year, Mm -hmm. which is outrageous for a linebacker. Right. Uh, now, you know what? I just knew. I just understood. I was a I was a tight end in high school. Okay, that explains some things. And like I said, playing basketball really helped me understand one on one and how to cover guys. Mm-hmm. And I just got better at it. I, and honestly, I was more quick than fast. I, I was more competitive speed. If you if you put me beside a guy and he runs a four five, I would run a four five. Yeah, but. I, you know, I was just, uh, I, I was really good at the at the passing game. I understood uh, routes. I understood uh, patterns, what guys were trying to run. And I would force guys to do what they didn't want to do. So I was just kind of a technician, and I, I could I end up being able to catch the ball. 
But in high school, I played tight end, and a lot of people thought I was going to college to play tight end. So it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, those uh, those nine hundred and eighty two tackles over ten years would would prove otherwise. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, I just kind of grew into the linebacker position. I always, you know, I love being a wide receiver, tied in in high school. But when I went to Clemson, you know, Clemson didn't have those kind of that kind of offense. And I remember Coach Ford wanted to take me off my redshirt year because the tight ends were really low. And I'm just a young freshman. He asks me most of the time. He would be like, "Yeah, coach, uh, whatever you need for me to do." I was like, mm, "That's okay. I, I stick to outside linebacker." <laughs> because I just didn't want to block like that. <laughs> I mean, and at Clemson, that's all we did. We just blocked. So I stayed in that position, and it, it worked out for me. Very all cool. right. So I have I have one I have one of those questions to ask you. Okay, sure. The year that that the Steelers made the change and, and you ended up getting off the team because of financial issues and stuff like that. And you went to Seattle. Mm-hmm. That was probably statistically either your best year or certainly one of your two best, including one of the times that you had a hundred tackles in a season, which is ridiculous. Right. Was there something about that situation that made you go up there with a chip on your shoulder? Yeah. You know, I guess sometimes you're naive as a player, especially back then. And I felt like I was a, a Pittsburgh soldier. I, I thought I gave them everything I possibly could give. Very consistent for my eight years of starting. Really had a good year the year um the year the year before, before I left. Had mm-hmm. a pretty good year. And I the the only thing that I kind of wish was that they would have talked to me earlier. I had to find out from a reporter as I was driving down the highway. And I thought that I did enough that I could have got some consideration and said, hey, LaVon, this is what we're thinking about doing. It wasn't really the business decision that threw me off. It was just that, man, I've seen guys come and go. And I, I was one of the guys that stuck around for a long time at nine years at one team. I just kind of wish they would have just gave me a little bit more consideration. They did afterwards. They, you know, they tried to call me, but I made up in my mind I didn't want to play for the Steelers. They actually called me back and said, "Hey, we will want we want you back," but I was like, mm, "I don't know if you guys want to cut me or not." I go to training camp. You guys cut me. Uh, that wouldn't have been cool. So I was like, you know, I, I just got to deal with Seattle. Uh, it's going to be different, and I was willing to try something a little different, even though. You know, I was a Pittsburgh guy through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of how it happened. I kind of had a chip a little bit like, okay, if you guys don't think I could play, I'm going to go somewhere else and play well. Hey, there you go. Hey, speaking of chips and, and uh, playing, Mr. Kirkland plays a little golf. I play some, yes. <laughs> some. <laughs> you yeah. said to us earlier, right before we got on the show, that you haven't played yet this year, but you did tell me before, a couple of weeks ago when we first started talking that you do play. So yeah. how often do you get out and when was the last well, time you did and all that? Cool thing is I'll be out on the 27th. We have a tournament uh, with Clemson that really kind of, you know, we usually do something that helps out, you know, some of the athletes that I played with back in the day. 
Mm-hmm. So we're going to do that. And, you know, I, after that, I'll get out a little bit more. It, this week has just been incredibly, incredibly hot. Just yeah. a little too hot for me to go out. But, yeah, and I, I'm, I, I know I'm going to go to the beach this year as well and to play some. So that's a good thing. And I, 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 love, I wish they had a top golf here in Columbia. If they had top golf in Columbia, I'd be there every weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Every weekend, yes. Yeah, those places are phenomenal. Yes, you, that's fun, right? I know. Do you ever, do you ever play in it? Because I know they have a, a golf tournament uh, during the weekend of the ACC football championship. Do you ever play in that one? No, I haven't played in that. I was going to play in Andre Reed's golf tournament, but I have a, I have a speaking engagement that uh, for my sister and her church. So I got to go. <laughs> you know, I got to go when my sister calls. So yeah, God and, and sisters are two people you do not want to disappoint. Especially your <laughs> older sister who oh, yeah. babysits you, change your diapers. Mm-hmm. It's hard. To, I have two older sisters. Well, I actually have three older sisters. And they're hard to say no to. Yeah. You can hard to say no to. And then I got a little sister, too. So it's, actually I got four sisters. Mm-hmm. And as I think about it, they're all hard to say no. So they asked of anything, I, I find a way to do it. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Well, yeah, I like getting out. Um, I'm looking forward to after the 27 playing a little bit more, especially – for me, it's the fall is the best time to play golf. Yes. And do you find South Carolina is the best time to play? Do yeah. you find after a layoff that it's hard to get back into a swing, or can you just be, are you one of those guys because you're athletic that you just muscle memories there? Ooh, I, I think golf is one of the harder games, especially if you're a really good athlete. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Because usually good athletes, things come so easy to them. Mm-hmm. And golf is a different animal. And so it's more technique than anything. As long as I get my as long as long as I'm not trying to knock the ball out of the park, I'm fine. But see, sometimes you get a little greedy and you're like, oh, I'm gonna kill it. I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> as soon as you do that, you whiffed on it or whatever. So yeah. golf kind of reminds you to stay humble, uh, that the technique is the most important thing. So and I think it's more mental. Uh, than mostly any other any other sport. Yeah, I mean, it's a match. mental, of course. But man, if you don't do it right every time, you're gonna you'll be in the woods somewhere. Yeah, did you watch any of the match a couple of weeks ago with Brady and Aaron Rodgers and uh, Josh Allen and um, uh, Patrick Mahomes? I mean, yeah. you know, four great NFL quarterbacks, great athletes, right. and they're springing the ball all over the course, man. Well, you know, also too, when you got onlookers, because oh, yeah. if you're playing golf, you're playing with your buddies or whatever, yeah. like that. So you're a little bit more relaxed. If you're playing top golf, you're relaxed. No pressure there, right? Right. But then when you go out on one of these um, celebrity cam things, now everybody's watching. Yeah. Yeah. And you're not the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, most most of us golfers get nervous on the first tee when you know the group behind us is there already watching, you right. know, or yes. coming up the 18th fairway where people on the uh, patio at the clubhouse watching. Right. So you know how good you have to be to just yeah, you be do. comfortable enough to go out there in front of a crowd and and swing away. That means and also a lot being of an athlete, being an athlete, though people expect it of you, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're an athlete, they kind yeah. of think like, oh wow, you're 
but yeah. it doesn't really now. It doesn't work that, that doesn't, way. That doesn't <laughs> you know, we have talked to many athletes and they have the same story. It's like, hey, don't rely on me. I'm nowhere near as good as you think I'm going to be. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. And, and interestingly enough, you can play in front of 75,000 people in the Super Bowl and get all revved up and you're ready to go. And yeah, you have some nerves, but you play. You get right. out on the first tee and have 100 people watching you. And the butterflies are going, the nerves you just, are going. You, you know, the thing is, you, you get up there mentally, you just like, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to mess <laughs> up. I don't want to mess up. And that's exactly what you're going to do. Exactly. But you have to really just kind of breathe and just kind of try to pretend you're at top golf or on the driving range. Yep. Because you get up there. That's what most guys get up there and they're just like, uh, I'm going to hit somebody. I'm going to jack it up. And that's exactly what they do. It is indeed. LeVon Kirkland is our guest. You think you've been nervous playing golf in front of people. Wait till you get the six-pack of questions that's coming next. Oh. Hang out. Your Pro Shot Podcast will be right back. Hey, this is Neil. And since we started doing the Approach Shot, I get asked a lot, what other podcasts do you recommend? I recommend my buddy Scott Edwards' show, which is called Stand Up Comedy, Your Host and MC. Stand Up Comedy, Your Host and MC is Scott's celebration of 40-plus years on the fringe of show business. Stories, interviews, and comedy sets from stand-up comics, as Scott likes to say, interviews of the famous and not-so-famous. Episodes include stand-up sets by hilarious comics like Dana Carvey, Jay Leno, Bob Saget, Jerry Seinfeld, Paula Poundstone, Ray Romano, and more. It's really funny stuff. Scott's interviews are with comics, writers, and friends from the world of comedy, and his material comes from his chain of comedy clubs. He's produced dozens of comedy fundraisers and even written two books on comedy. So if you need a good laugh from the famous and not-so-famous, go to scottscomedystuff.com and download an episode or five. That's scottscomedystuff.com or download Stand Up Comedy, your host and MC wherever you download podcasts. And thanks for hanging. Coming back, I'm John Ashton. He's Neil Michaels. Levon Kirkland is our guest. The approach shot is where we are, and the six pack. It is time, Mr. Kirkland. This is the time that people get nervous because we fire off six questions, a six pack of questions, in fact. Okay. And we ask you to do one thing for us, which is give us the first answer that comes to mind, okay. and uh, we just go right into it. You ready to get on the hot seat? Let's do it. Question number one. If you could have a beer and talk sports with anyone living or dead, who would it be? Muhammad Ali. Oh, there's a nice choice. Look at John from Louisville nodding his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought you would like that, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why Ali? I think Ali was before his time, mm-hmm. especially with uh, the social atmosphere. I just love the part where he talked about Vietnam. And he talks about killing other poor folks. And I, I think he he awakened. He made a lot of people wake up and realize that, man, these are poor, poor folks and we're killing them for no reason. And um, I thought that he was on top of his game, you know, not only as a boxer, but also as an activist. So that's why I would pick Ali. Very nice. I, I think a lot of people would agree with you. Question two. Levon, which gave you more pleasure, a sack, a solid tackle, or an interception? Interception. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, you can think about it for a minute if you need to, Levon. <laughs> no, I don't need to think about it. I love interceptions. I love, like, we had, you know, we have 707 in practice, 
that was my favorite part of practice. I love getting interceptions. So Boy, that tight end in you is alive and well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I love catching the ball. I love because I just thought it just made you. I think the one thing about me more so than a lot of linebackers is that I was versatile enough to get a lot of interceptions and it wasn't like tips or whatever like that. It was solid coverage. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt like that made you special as a linebacker. If you can get interceptions, yeah. that makes you special. So because if you, you know where the receiver's we were, going and where the ball's coming from. Right. Sometimes yeah. you just have it like, oh, okay, they're going to do this. Okay, number three goes out, number one's coming in. So, yeah, a lot of times it was just reading the pattern. If you could read yeah. patterns, it was good. And then also I had a very good eye on when the quarterback was going to release the ball. And I was, you know, I, I I grew up saying like, man, once his hand comes off the ball, I'm going, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my break, and you know, nine times out of ten, it happened. Yeah, I think that's one of the interesting things you were talking about in the last segment. You didn't have the the interceptions that you had were not tip balls that landed in your belly. Right. No. You those were cover interceptions. Cover interceptions when I'm running down the tight <laughs> running down the field with the tight end. Yeah. Uh, the only person who ever got me was uh, Gonzalez, Tony. Mm-hmm. Well, he got I, had perfect, I had perfect coverage on him, and he just out-jumped me to get the ball. <laughs> yeah. But the dude played basketball, so I was like – I came back to the sidelines like, I'm not sure what you guys want me to do against that. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering he was one of the all-time greats and for a long time the yeah, leading – I, I was looking stride for stride. Yeah, not such a bad guy to have to go up and, and, right. and exactly. batter it around with. All right, question number three. What's your most memorable round of golf or your most memorable indiv- single shot? Oh, we were at um, – I was at Clemson University. We were at a par three. And I hit that thing, and it rolled by the hole. Oh. Yeah, I mean, just – you know how – you get it, and it just rolls by. I'm like, oh my god! I thought it's going to be a hole in one. I really, yeah, did. yeah. And that shot keeps me going to this day. Yeah, <laughs> keeps us all going. Yes. Yeah. You you use the word humbling. It's very. It's a humbling yeah. game, but it's shots like that that make you come back. It makes you come back. Yeah. Love it. Question four: What's one piece of advice you would give today's linebackers who have to play against the like of Mahomes and Lamar Jackson? Mm. I would tell them, you know, it's about being patient, about understanding what the quarterback does it, it, and and play the game, you know, play the game with them. You know, um, they like to, hey, I'm going to look off one guy and do this. I always used to do something on cover three where I didn't have the tight end deep and the quarterback thought I was in cover three and then I would flip my hips and run with the tight end. Because that's mm-hmm. what they're trying to throw to. So I would just say play the same games that they play, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, act like you're in this coverage and be in another coverage. Interesting. Yeah. That's tough against those running quarterbacks, though. Don't you have this just is, – isn't it your athletic instinct to just go for him at that point? And, and is it really hard to discipline yourself to stay on your man? It's, it's really hard to play defense in the NFL now. I think that you ever notice that quarterbacks are so bold and brave nowadays. They're run up the middle now because they know they're not going to really get a shot. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to get tagged. And I think that's what's missing with defense is the art of defense. 
hitting a guy early and often would get them out of their mindset of they can just do whatever they want to do. Yes, you would. Now you can't do that. So quarterbacks are confident that, hey, I, I won't be hit. Mm. And so I can do whatever I want to. And I think it really hurts the defense. Hey, hey, Patrick Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, you're lucky not to be playing against LaVon Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm telling you now, I, Michael Bick made me retire, though. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. once I saw him run, I'm like, uh, I hope you're not thinking that I'm going to catch this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Very few did. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, five, I have to admit, I know pocket, that. If you stood in the pocket, you're going to get collected on. So oh, he was. Yeah, they're probably glad they're not playing. It's, it's a different ball game now. He, yeah. he had he had a shotgun, but it was uh, unfortunately defensive coaches knew how to get into his head the weekend before. Right. So you know he would prep based on what they would say in the press, and it was right. I lived in Atlanta and watched that. And we all screamed, "Don't listen to the press! Don't don't <laughs> listen to what he says." You're, this guy's a great pocket passer because then he would be like, well, I'm a good runner, and he would run, and they would know the defense against that. Right. All right, question five. I have to admit I know the answer to this question having done some research, but it's sure. too great to not to ask anyway. Sure. Do you have a nickname, maybe from college, that most people don't know about? Yes, I do have a nickname that most people don't know about. My nickname is, as a kid, was Bonnie. Uh, because my sister could not say Bon or Lovon, she would say um, Bon. So Bonnie is one of them. I had a, I had a bunch in college though. I had nicknames like, um, well, Cap, the Kirk thing, just Captain Kirk, Big Kirk, Kirkman, Kirk Dog. I had one that was really strange. Uh, well, actually, two. I had one called Robo Kirk. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. But then I had one called um, uh, King Arthur. And the late, great Wayne Simmons would call me King Arthur because I guess he thought I was just outstanding, just gentleman of a guy. And, one, and I had one called GE, which was a great effort. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, and Robo Kirk was basically because I could just go on and, and I just wouldn't stop. So guys would call me Robo Kirk. Very the cool. one I actually was reading about was your coach when you were a freshman in college. Oh yeah. Well, Danny Ford uh, was such a great coach and such a <laughs> he was such a figure at Clemson, right? And I'm just a freshman. I, I'm not quite sure Coach Ford really knows who I am. And we do a three-on-three. We do a three-on-three drill, which I actually made a play on all three in a row, which really Mm -hmm. never happens. And uh, he goes up the next day, and we're watching film. He said, if y'all want to watch somebody uh, perfect a three-on-three drill, I want you guys to watch Laverne Kirkland. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> everybody, all the coaches started kind of snickering. And then I was so dumb to say something to coach. And I was like, because I'm waiting on my life for Danny Ford to say something to me. He says, mm-hmm. he calls me the wrong name. My brother's name, Laverne Kirkland Jr. And my father, Laverne Kirkland Sr. So I'm looking for my own identity, you know? <laughs> and I said, coach, my name isn't Laverne. It's LaVon. He looks at me without miss, missing a beat 
and says, I know your damn name. <laughs> the coaches, everybody just burst out laughing. And from that day on, he still calls me Laverne. <laughs> and probably the only person alive to do so and still have all their limbs. Uh, he calls me Laverne all the time. And then you have coaches. You know, they were calling me Laverne, too. They thought it was just the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. I didn't particularly think it was funny, but then I was just like, well, that is Danny Ford, and mm-hmm. he is my head coach. Yeah. Just let me go. Just let Live me go. Live with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one of the greatest stories I have heard. <laughs> I know your damn name. <laughs> Apparently, you did know my name. Because <laughs> he called me the wrong name. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right. Question six. And we ask this of everybody who comes on the show. Since we are the approach shot, LaVon Kirkland, in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? The rule that I live by is when you make a decision, be committed to it. Hmm. I I think when you make a solid decision and it's not emotional, uh, say you want to lose weight. Let's say you want to lose weight you have to really make a decision in your mind that that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think once you make that decision, that's what you will do. So I always say, just make a decision. And then when you make that decision, be committed to it. Yeah. Or as your former coach would have said, make up your damn mind. <laughs> damn mind, Laverne. Or that, or that shoe company would say, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. A lot of times we don't make decisions. We, you know, it's a should have or I need to. But I think once you make that decision, that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Please, God, let's not make a bumper sticker that says, just make up your damn mind, Laverne. <laughs> but I could see that going viral, though. <laughs> It's been almost 30-something years, and I still get the Laverne thing. Real quick, let me just throw this in. Speak. No, I'll wait until – never mind. I'm sorry. That's all right. No, 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 no. We're almost done here. Just wrap up. Laverne, you are off the hot seat. Good job on this. I am glad Laverne is off the hot seat. (laughs) And so is Laverne. Take Laverne with you, man. Yeah, yeah, can I take Laverne? Both of you you get off the damn hot seat. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Thank you. Lorenzo, though, that's my first name. That's a good trivia question. What is Laverne Kirkman's first name? (laughs) Lorenzo. And and and, and, and 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 to be fair, before we came on the show, I asked you if anybody had called you that and you said no not even like relatives the only people who call you that are uh bill collectors and sometimes mm-hmm. you know like you meet a young lady and they think like oh that's original i'm gonna i'm gonna call you lorenzo and they end up not really doing it yeah right and yeah. as soon as they say that you think well i'm not going out with you anymore <laughs> most of the times i do yeah <laughs> all right levon kirkland our first Steeler. It should not be our last Steeler, man. Oh, I mean, with the, yeah. With the, a lot of great guys, yeah. Uh, and, and the team, I mean, just with, with the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Yes, you guys need to get, you guys need to yeah. get some yes. it's not. It's not that we don't try, and I will and I will leak this out because I, because I want to get there. I have been in touch with Rocky Blyer, and I have been in touch with Terry Hanratty to come on the show, and hopefully, you know, maybe now that – We've got you to lean back on as a Steeler who came on and hopefully enjoyed himself. You know that we can uh, we can go there. Put I a good word in for us, man. I, I like to talk, so anytime anybody gives me a chance to talk and express myself, I'm on. So I'm easy. 
So good luck with all that. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, man. LeVon right. Kirkland, we appreciate you and your easy self coming on and talking with us here on The Approach Shot. Had a good time. Thanks, Matthew. Thank you. Have current events affected the ability for you to pay your bills? Has your credit card debt overwhelmed you? Has your income decreased because you're working less or have you lost your job? Credit Guard of America may be able to help you find a solution to this problem. We offer a free no-obligation consultation to learn how you can cut your payments by up to half and potentially lower your interest down to zero. Credit Guard of America is an A-plus rated nonprofit company that will work on your behalf. Credit Guard of America is licensed in all 50 states and has counseled over 1 million consumers struggling with debt just like you. Let us help you analyze and prioritize your debt. Negotiate with your creditors to reduce interest and payments. Set up one affordable monthly payment and provide ongoing education and support. Call now for a free no-obligation consultation and learn how you can become debt-free. Call 800-613-7650. That's 800-613-7650. 800-613-7650. Oh, man, thanks for hanging. The Approach Shot. I'm John Ashton. He is Neil Michaels. LeVon Kirkland, man, great dude. He came very, very close. It's a story a lot of us golfers have. He came very, very close to an ace. Yeah. And it's what keeps him coming back. Did you hear about the kid who had the ace last week? He had an ace, 16 years old, I think. He had his first ace. He got the ball. Instead of putting it away, he kept playing with it because it was a lucky ball. Oh. Two holes later, he lost it. Oh, ouch. Some other guy found it. And as they were talking in the 19th hole when it was over, the other guy also got an ace that day with that ball. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> wow. How much is that ball going for on eBay? They're not sure who gets to sell it. <laughs> That's a oh, good point. <laughs> right now, they're, they're they're trying to figure, you know, is possession nine-tenths of the law or does the kid who bought it get the ball? Who Whose ball is it? That's so. pretty magical. Oh, it's definitely the second guy's ball. Once Once you leave it where it was and somebody else plays with it. It's yeah. the second guy's ball, yeah. in I mean, my opinion. Finders, keepers, losers, weepers, right? And and possession is nine-tenths of the law, like you said. So, yeah, sorry and, about your luck. I want to play with that ball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be a magical ball. But the lesson here is when yeah. you get an ace, retire yeah. the ball. Absolutely. Yeah, when a Major League Baseball player gets his first hit, they don't put that ball back in, in the game. They take it out, and he puts it away someplace, and that's his first big league hit or his another, first big league home run. Another story that that, that hit in my head. The uh, University of Louisville baseball team was playing out of the losers division, the University of Michigan, to win their regional and go to the super regional. They were playing the rubber game in the eighth inning. A senior on the University of Louisville team hit a home run that won the game basically for them. But a kid caught the home run and he offered to give it back to the kid who hit it. That's the way you do it. What the kid baseball player did is he said, no, he said, this, this is a magical moment for that kid. Mm. He went out, he signed the ball. He signed his hat, told him to keep it. See, now I love that. That's what makes this, that's what makes sports great. It is stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. you're exactly right. Yeah. So, Hey, listen, check us out, play the game because you know, the game of golf is addictive. The game of golf is fun, but also keep in mind that the game of golf was invented by the same people who invented bagpipes and called it music. And I get a lot of people on social media asking why I say life is a gift. Go open it. I will 
pull back the curtain a little bit here. John and I have both over the years had a health issue or two. And when something like that happens to you, it makes you kind of realize that it's right there and it can be taken away at any time. Mm-hmm. So life is a gift. Go open it. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. You only want what's best for your baby. And so does BJ's. BJ's offers a variety of baby products that will take you from playtime to bath time to bedtime and beyond. Shop now through September 24th at BJ's for $3 off Johnson's, Aveeno, or Desitin baby products. Only the best will do when it comes to caring for your little ones and for parents, too. Give your baby that special care and save big at BJ's. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.